With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello to all of our SIP listeners, especially those with a special interest in the software development approach of Agile. You all know that that is a hot topic um, in many areas. And right now I've got a lot of fresh content because in 12 days, I'm sorry, in 12 weeks, I've done 12 Agile boot camps at companies across the United States. I've been bouncing from uh, hotel to airport to hotel to airport, um, covering a lot of clients. And in some cases, I see some unique situations, um, but I also see some common themes. And I want to share those with you because likely if you are dabbling in Agile, thinking about dabbling into Agile, um, or in the middle of a transformation, some of the comments that I'm going to talk about are going to ring true. Now, if you're at the beginning of your transformation, you're in luck because maybe this will prevent you from going down that same slippery slope because I'm seeing it over and over again. Let me start out with quite frankly saying that anyone who sells Agile as some silver bullet that can fix all that's wrong with software development is, first of all, setting you up for disappointment. Because it's not a silver bullet. It works. Don't get me wrong. It works and it works very well. But there are some things that you have to address. Otherwise, you're just going to carry over bad habits and dysfunction over into the agile environment. And what concerns me more than anything else, and and I almost want to say what hurts me more than anything else, is when I see the same dysfunctional behavior being carried over and overshadowing Agile, but those people who are being introduced to Agile, it's their first perception of it, and therefore everything that's wrong, they blame on Agile. Or they quickly say, Agile doesn't work. And when in fact, there are bigger systemic issues in the organization. So what do I mean by that? Um, when I say carrying over bad habits, there are companies that just are refusing to acknowledge the time it takes to build quality software. They're in complete denial. And what they're doing is they've overloaded their workforce to capacity or in 
the, the period when there was a lot of downsizing or quote-unquote right-sizing or making their workforce lean, they refused to ramp back up now that business and the economy has picked up and now they want to do more innovative and strategic things from a technology perspective. And they want to, of course, do them faster, but they're trying to do it with that same lean workforce. And what they're doing is they're pushing people beyond capacity. Um, IT has always been a little bit crazy when it came to um, deadlines and trying to push a lot of scope into a release. It's been the nature of our business for a long time. Then you put on there the perception that Agile can make you go faster. So you want to do it with the same lean staff. You don't want to scope or prioritize it anyway. And now you want to go faster. This is when I say someone is selling wolf tickets because they're setting people up that because, and this is the irony, by going agile and doing less documentation that you can go faster because you just cut out the documentation. And you do that because you have the developer and the product owner sit together and they they chat about what it is that the product owner wants. And then you go off and you start building it. And this is where the real irony comes in. Everything that we know and have been doing, people like myself, for the last 30 years. Trust. We've tried having the product owner and the developers sitting in a room together and just talking about what they want and then going off and developing. It was called extreme programming or rapid application development. We had JAD sessions. Does, any, does that ring a bell with anyone? Well, I lived through that. And it had some good parts to it. But at the same time, we learned even then that a product owner only has a small understanding of the components of software. There are specialists known as business analysts who understand and can interpret the needs and the questions that have to be answered in order for developers to make sure that they are building and interpret correctly what it is the business is trying to ask for. So there was the business analyst role to play the liaison. Furthermore, and even when JAD was around and it had its limitations, push that aside and think about 10, 20 years that has taken place. And in that 10 and 20 years, those users have now been completely immersed in technology. At home is, is what we use. 
for even entertainment. Our phones, our mobile phones, are no longer even mobile phones anymore. They're miniature computers. So users have become a lot more sophisticated. They work in environments. Everybody has a desktop and a laptop and they're putting data in. And after 20 and 30 years of putting data in, when you introduce new software or change out software, you have to take into consideration all of the existing data, all the existing interfaces, and all of the other requirements and needs or demands on a system. And therefore, there are no more just single perspective type product owners or subject matter experts. You have to bring in a whole team of people and get them to collaborate, come to consensus, make decisions together. So now you need a very experienced facilitator, business analyst, hybrid in order to make sure the conversations are being had and that you're looking at all the perspectives but also helping to expedite the decisions being made. So let, let, let me recap a little bit. Agile is not a silver bullet. Furthermore, we have very complex environments. So trying to just suddenly take this simplistic approach is just putting blinders on or pleading ignorance. It's as if you're ignoring 30 years of trial and error in the realm of software development. There are some givens that we can't ignore and, and shouldn't ignore. As a matter of fact, in order to make Agile successful, you need to address some of those old paradigms get them resolved therefore the focus can be on allowing agile to start with a clean slate so by that what I mean is we can't just use legacy portfolio management legacy PMOs legacy budget and financing of projects everything has to be revisited and rehauled from the top down that is the very gap that scaled agile frameworks were built to address so 10, 20, I'm sorry, 10 to 12 years ago, Agile was this grassroots project or grassroots approach. Teams were adopting it, but these teams, which were benefiting and even doing it well, were doing it in silo. Therefore, there were dependencies that were missed. There was integration that was missed. 
So not only can the team not take a myopic point of view by just taking the one point of view of a product owner across the teams there is integration they might be addressing totally different epics but still have an impact on each other scale agile makes sure those conversations are had so this in essence a lot of the pain that the teams are experiencing in associating with Agile or blaming on Agile, actually, even if their company reverted back to waterfall, they're going to still have the same pain points. The pain points are the common denominator. That is cultural. Culturally, waterfall has changed and embedded in workers a whole order-taking process, a finger-pointing process, a hero syndrome among the workers. All three of these are some of those bad habits that I talked about. And if those aren't addressed, they'll just find their way into Agile and undermine Agile teams ever being healthy, sustainable, and truly capitalizing on what Agile brings to the table. Every team needs to have a very frank and honest conversation about bad habits, carryover mindset, carryover culture, and part of that culture is reinforced by our reward and recognition systems. So I've literally worked with organizations where looking at even how reviews are done, the role that management pay plays in those roles, titles being changed, people moving out of teams, the recognition of people who are not going to be a, be a part of the transition or finding them different roles. I, I can't say it enough that when you approach Agile, it is a transformation, not just a implementation of a methodology, but truly transforming, changing the paradigm of an organization, changing the culture. And this is the other fallacy that sets people up for big disappointment with Agile. In order to do a transformation of this magnitude, you got to go slower before you can go faster. I see so many organizations, they start on this path to Agile and right when they're really about to make a breakthrough and turn the corner, so to speak, they don't want to slow up in the turn. And we all know, anyone who's been driving any period of time, when you're trying to turn the corner, you've got to tap the brakes. You've got to slow down a little bit. Well, this is what people need to do when it comes to the Agile transformation. So, I know I've given you a lot, so I'm going to pause. 
let you digest that and just do a reality check and maybe even encourage management at the very least just to listen to this message and reevaluate the expectations and what is being sold to them and to the whole organization if it sounds too good to be true well you know the rest that's all for today thank you for listening to this episode of Ask the Agile Analyst with Jacqueline Sanders Blackman. You can follow me on Twitter at sign Jacqueline underscore the BA. Bye for now. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline 855-484-6837 for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.